It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC Hoops fans, the DMV everywhere. Thank you all for tuning in. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bulls Forever writer, Ben Mehech, and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Make sure you go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Also, go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us, and... So much to talk about. We'll obviously be previewing the Wizards playing game against the Boston Celtics. We'll be going over Bradley Beal's hamstring issues. We'll be going over the Wizards clinching the eight seed. Uh, We'll be going over that entire debacle and how the East really shook up in the last couple of days. But before we get into all that, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Ben, let's get right into it, my friend. I hope you are doing well. I hope you've had a great weekend. Um, I hope you had a great Monday. Let's get into it, man. The Wizards are we're here. It's the play-in tournament season. The Washington Wizards are going at the, the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics are at the seventh seed. The Wizards are at the eighth seed. Um, the, the last day of the season, they jumped. They were able to jump the Indiana Pacers and the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and Ben, they were able to grab a legitimate playoff seed. If there was no play in tournament, like there has been in the entire history of basketball up until last year, they have, they are in the playoffs and and they legitimately did it. So congrats to them. They, they clinched the legitimate seed and, and they're about to go up against a pretty hurt, a pretty kind of uh, COVID ridden Boston Celtics team that has had a really, really tough year. But again, an amazing, amazing uh, young star in, in Jason Tatum. Uh, you can't take anything away from him because he is that good, Ben. Uh, I, I want to get your take on everything. Let's just go. Let's just get right into it. What What's your initial reaction of the Wizards season? Because, you know, it started off rocky, started off 0-5. Let's look back to the first five episodes, guys. Ben, what do we think? We're here now, HC. They finished off strong. I think they finished off 17 and six to end it out. What do we think? I mean, they proved everyone wrong. Um, Russell Westbrook proved me wrong. Scott Brooks proved me wrong. Bradley Beal really is the only player I had faith in uh, this entire season. And, and he became one of the best players in the NBA. And Wizards deserve a lot of credit here. I think other teams that were in, in similar situations would have fired their head coach, would have blown it up. Bradley Beal would have ended up playing on a different team. Russell Westbrook would have won it out. But this team stuck together. They understood that the, the talent exceeded the the um, the record at the time and and look when Thomas Bryant went down they had the next man up mentality Robin Lopez carved out a solid role they make that midseason trade for Daniel Gafford and all of a sudden the entire outlook of the roster has changed like you said I think they finished seventeen and six in the last uh, twenty three or whatever and they play a Boston team like you said they depended entirely on Jason Tatum to win games they'll get Kemba Walker Marcus Smart and Tristan Thompson back in the lineup but. This Boston team has struggled with their chemistry. Like you said, they've missed a ton of games due to COVID, due to injury. Jalen Brown is out. The Wizards on paper look like the better team. 
They have the momentum going in. Boston has lost nine of the last 13, Anthony. So the Wizards here, I mean, there's a lot, lot to unpack here because Washington kind of struggled against Boston this year. Matchup-wise, on the wing, they have no one that can guard Jason Tatum, and Bradley Beal was that guy for them. He's 6'3". Uh, Tatum has at least five, six inches on him, but they're both St. Louis guys. Bradley wants that assignment, and Scott's giving it to him. That, I Wait. Think, that we, I think is the key thing to look for here. Right, right. We, do, 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 we think, do we think 100% that's going to happen? I think it's in the Wizards' best interest to avoid that as often as possible because Brad, Brad, first of all, is injured, and we'll get into that. And two, he's too small. He's too, Jason is a really big forward. He's really athletic. He's really explosive. And Brad just isn't a good matchup for him. I think Rui should be guarding Jason Tatum the entire game. Um, I don't think Isak Bonga will, will play. He got some of that assignment in the regular season, but I don't think he'll play. So I think Rui and maybe even some Anthony Gill. Anthony Gill has proven to be a pretty solid defender. He has size, and then he's sort of just like a solid guy in the post, and Tatum loves scoring in a low block there. So wow. um, I think, I think Rui and some, some, some time for Anthony Gill could be good, but Brad has to avoid that. If Scott gives Tatum this assignment, I mean – or Brad, this assignment on Tatum. I mean, it could, it could, it could be dangerous. Right. And Tambo and Marcus Smart coming back, and Tristan Thompson. So this is all about matchups. The Wizards have the talent and the health on their side. This, I think, is on Scott. If Scott has the proper game plan, then it's in, it's, it's in the Wizards' bag. I think to win. And I, I agree 100% with you. I think the obvious choice here to go is with Rui, the that assignment for for Tatum, and let Brad do what he does. Uh, don't let. I mean, if if they continue to to, to to draw up the same the game the same game plan against the Celtics and let Brad and Tatum really go go against each other, they're, they're both going to drop fifty on each other, right? So Ben, I agree completely with you. I don't know if that's going to happen though. I, I mean, like like we can sit here and say this, but what do we think is going to happen? What do you think Scott is going to do here? I think Brad Brad is look he played on Sunday and we'll get into that again because he wants that challenge and I think Brad's. Obviously, he's very young. He's just in the, in, in, in the beginning of his prime, but I think he wants these matchups and these games to sort of start defining his legacy. And if he could play against Tatum, defend Tatum, defend him well, and lead the Wizards to victory, that could be the most important win of Bradley's career. We forget that Bradley is the only player on the Wizards rosters from 2017 when they played Boston. Like, this is very much his team. They've given him the keys to the city and the franchise. And I think he wants these assignments. I think he's going to ask Scott Brooks for the assignment. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets it. Now, is he going to get it for the whole game? That's really important that he doesn't. Because as much as I think egos and pride are involved and, and, and legacy is involved and whatnot, if the Wizards want to win the game, having Rui guard Tatum makes the most sense. And I, don't even, I think every minute that Rui gets on the floor should be minutes that Tatum gets. I think it's that important. Absolutely. And Ben, we just don't know what's going to happen. We would love to see Rui um, get this assignment, but again, right. You just, we know that Bradley has a lot of pull and that, and, and his word goes a long way within that organization. And it's, it's been made clear by guys like Tommy Shepard and Scott Brooks. So Ben, if he wants it, most likely he's going to get it right. So uh, again, I, I just don't think that's the smartest uh, approach because having, having to have the burden of what he goes through offensively, Ben, what's he, what he's been doing 31 points, 30, almost 32 points a game throughout the season. He's going to, so he's, he, he's going to, to try and drop 30, 40 points 
on the Celtics while guarding, if if not the 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 uh, top three best young player, the best young player in the league. So that's just the hardest hardest assignment there is. And again, um, I don't think that would be the best. That would be in the best interest for the team to save Brad uh, really throughout the game and to just you, you know, use him and his offensive uh, arsenal really. To, to help them, I mean, coast along this game. Russ is going to do what he does, but if, if guys like Rui and, and, and Daniel Gafford, when Tatum goes inside and Daniel Gafford helps on, uh, you know, on, on different switches and rotations. So, because obviously rotations are going to come late. They've been coming in, they, they've been getting to, uh, going through their, their rotations late, excuse me. Um, it's, Ben, it's just, how do you guard Jason Tatum? You you don't, right? He's going to get his own, obviously. Right now, this is a hurt Boston team. But again, that would be a bad decision, having Bradley Beal go up against him all game, having that in, that, that assignment all game long. That I, I feel that would be a detriment to the team. You have one game. You have one chance at this. This is not a seven-game series. This is not a play. This is not anything like a lot of teams have seen before, Ben. This is like... This is like the NFL playoffs. <laughs> it's, it's one, one game. That's it. And so, I mean, you know, you show up, if you, if you lose, you lose, right? Obviously in their situation, they have another chance to, to, uh, to beat either the Charlotte Hornets or the United Pacers, but still Ben, it's when they obviously want to secure a legitimate playoff uh, seed to get to an actual playoff series. And this is the biggest decision they have to make right, right here. I don't know what, other decision they would what other decision would be more important going up against the Boston Celtics it's how you approach Jason Tatum yeah he's their entire team right now I mean you look at their recent loss to the to the New York Knicks um there I mean like I said on a recent podcast uh you you squint and you and you look at the the team and it, they look like Celtics and they played really hard against the Knicks they they, they played, played I mean they, Look. they 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 stayed in it throughout the entire game. I I, I do got to give them a lot of credit because obviously I'm a Knicks guy and like I I hey shout out the Knicks too. Whoa whoa four seed baby. Wow. Yeah yeah no no question. I mean look we, we'll credit them for playing hard. There's no question about it. But at the end of the day, when you're playing against Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and then you're trotting out Luke Cornett, Romeo Lang- Langford, and Grant Williams and Semi right. Ojale and right. Jabari Parker, you're probably in for some trouble. And I understand Kemba Walker is going to come back. He's back from an injury. Marcus Smart, Tristan Thompson as well. The Wizards, for the first time in forever, have a leg up health-wise, and I think they have to take advantage of it. One thing, another thing to watch for, we mentioned the Jason Tatum matchup. I asked Scott Brooks um, earlier this last week about his rotation and whether he's shorten it, and I asked him that specifically just because I was wondering about the three-center rotation. He's been playing Robin Lopez, Gafford, and Alex Len. Uh, no other team in the NBA has been playing three-center rotation. Scott's kind of done that all year long. But in the playoffs, coaches tend to shorten their rotation. With Tristan Thompson back, Daniel Tice is no longer there. And T- Daniel Tice absolutely owned them last time they played, 20-9. and nine. Uh, Right here, they're going to make a decision. I think they're going to play Robin Lopez, no question, because he's been that good offensively. But like Gafford and, Lo- and Len, right here, they have to make a decision because I don't think they're going to play three three centers tomorrow right. or today. Right. What do you, how do you think they handle that, knowing that Tristan Thompson's probably going to handle most of those minutes for Boston? Ben, I was going to bring this up, but I think this was going to be Scott Brooks' second uh, really like toughest decision is, is you know, really w- what do you do with the front court that, that you have? And you were absolutely right. There are really not many teams out there that run through th- a full three-man rotation for their front court. 
and the Wizards just have. I mean, obviously with Mo Wagner to begin the season, and then uh, after the trade deadline, it's been Daniel Gafford. Ben, everyone out there listening probably is thinking the same thing. Does Daniel Gafford not need 30-plus minutes to play every minute at crunch time here? Does he not? Is he not the best rim protector on this team by far? Is he not the best lob threat by far on this team? Does he not affect and like change the game more than Robin Lopez or uh, or an Alex Len with all with no disrespect to them at all? Ben, I I mean I think the choice is clear, but but if, if Daniel Gafford is not if he if he's getting 15, 16, 17 minutes again, I, I don't know what we're watching. I don't know what we're seeing. It's just it, it would not make much sense to me, especially riding on one game here. And, and, and as, as far as rim protectors go, they're very important. Anthony, you hit the nail on that here. Uh, listen, history tends to repeat itself, and here I hope it doesn't. There were matchups in the past with the Thunder that Scott Brooks kind of rode um, Kendrick Perkins when it was obvious the matchup was not in his favor. And he just stuck with the vet because he believed in his veterans, and it didn't work out for, for uh, Scott Brooks here. Tristan Thompson, I understand he's coming from injury, is still one of the best rebounding big men in the NBA. The best rebounder on the team for the Washington Wizards is Daniel Gafford. Here, you've got to play your best rebounder, otherwise you're going to get eaten alive. We saw the Wizards was a key playoff game against the Hawks a few years ago because Nene just couldn't box out Al Horford. They always say rebounding and defense wins championships. Who's the best rebounder and defensive big man on the team? It's Daniel Gafford. 15 minutes is not going to cut it. He's going to shorten his rotations. He's got to play Daniel Gafford. I think that's the key. Key thing for Scott Brooks here, three centers, not going to work. It's, it's, it's an elimination game functionally, uh, and it could be. So so Washington has to make sure their best players are playing. It's really a simple thing that Scott has struggled all year long, Anthony. But anything else to add before we're going to dig a little deeper before we get uh, into 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 uh, what else we have to talk about. But anything else you want to add? Ben, I, I mean, I just I, – I love that they were able to secure a legitimate playoff seed. You know, they, they really came along at, uh, after the All-Star break. I, I got to give a lot of credit to to Scott Brooks, to Tommy Shepard, to, I mean, the owner, Ted Leonsis. I mean, to everyone. I mean, obviously, Brad and Russ and then the, the entire team. This – Ben, we lost hope. Lockdown Wizards lost hope. And I don't – I mean, you know, everyone says, you know, oh, everyone's quiet now who was talking before, but we're not like that. We will – we will – we will speak up when we were wrong and we, we were wrong. We Ben, we were talking about lottery situations throughout the, like throughout the entire middle of the season after the, the all-star break. I mean, I'm pretty sure after the all-star break, they went like six straight losses, something like that. It was very, very glim, but Hey, I mean, Russell Westbrook was playing on one leg, playing through a torn quad, somehow healed, became the MVP player that he was again. Bradley Beal obviously is the best player, you know, like, you know, one of the top uh, scorers in the league. And all the credit in the world to really, really to the Wizards because they, they, they got a playoff spot and they don't have a much to work with. So again, uh, you know, it's, it was, it was a delight to watch. I mean, I, I mean, I, it's sad that the regular season is over. I know it was 10 games short, 72 games, Ben. It was a, it was a short season. It really doesn't, it, it felt like a short season really. So uh, again, it was a fun season. It was great. And um I, I can't wait for this play up playing tournament. And um, we're going to, we have a lot more to talk about with uh, really how they got here with, with Bradley Beal's injury. Ben, we, we have a lot more to talk about everything, you know, le- leading up to uh to, to a play to a possible playoff series. So yeah, again, 
Do you have anything uh, before we get into the next? Yeah, yeah, I want to echo that. You made a great point. I think the most important point because it's easy to forget how we got here, right? I mean, I was screaming Kay Cunningham's name at the top of my lungs for like five weeks here because the Wizards were just really bad and it didn't look like there was any hope in sight. But Tommy Shepard stuck with it. And, and I got to give a lot of credit to Scott Brooks here and Tommy Shepard in the sense that small moves, Daniel Gafford, nobody thought much of it, ended up being a game changer. The Howell Neto and Robin Lopez um, signings, they ended up being really consistent role players this season. Um, and at the end of this regular season, I think it's important to look back and think that, you know what, these seemingly inconsequential moves that Tommy Shepard made were a huge difference makers. And Tommy didn't have much to work with. He is The salary cap, he was up against the wall with the salary cap. John Wall was injured. Um, no, uh, Truth be told, nobody was going to demand a trade to Washington. Uh, he ended up with Russell Westbrook. He traded John Wall and was scrutinized for it immediately. And it ended up working out. So Tommy took some risks that, that his predecessor would not have taken. And he it did. worked out. He did. So uh, I think there's some hope here because I understand that the Wizards ceiling isn't championship caliber right now, but there is hope in the sense that you know, there's people in the front office that, that want to push this team to the next level. And Tommy could end up being that guy. So that all is lost here. And, and look, Russell Westbrook, well, I'm sure we'll talk about him in future episodes, but he's changed the franchise overnight. He's given the, the, the franchise a sense of, hope and, right, and energy right. that, that nobody else in the NBA could have besides Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and maybe that's the list. Right. It, it's such a small handful of guys that are able to really be this type of player to not only for a franchise, for the entire culture, for the entire community of where you are playing. I mean, Russell Westbrook, you know, impacts, you know, everywhere he goes. And, and again, I mean, especially, you know, on the basketball uh, court and Ben this year, he has proven, more than more than ever that he is he's still here he's still an mvp caliber player he is not washed up he has not lost a step and despite what people say um about you know the whole you know championship discussion what whatever that may be the man averaged for his fourth career triple doubles you know season over in, in the past five years and ben it's absolutely mind-boggling to even think that think about that I mean, Oscar, Oscar, Robbins, his record was is, is one of those Wilt Chamberlain records that you just think that are never, ever going to be broken. So, yeah, again, uh, this this season will definitely go down um, in history for the Washington Wizards uh, franchise. This this is huge to have a any record like this for any sort of franchise is huge. And this record alone is one of the biggest. So obviously, congrats to Russ. That's we can't we can't say that enough about the, the year that he's had Ben. The guy did did this hobbling on a torn quad and somehow healed while playing. It just it doesn't make sense. But the guy, I mean, he had what like over thirty five triple doubles. I mean, average what he averaged, did what he did, and and you know when Brad was out too. I mean, how he struggled at the end of the season helped willed you know this team to such a a, a great record. And and listen, they say what you will, anyone out there, Brad and and Russell Westbrook got this team to where they needed to be, and that's just it. Yeah, and Russ especially, right? I mean, when, when Brad went down, Russ stepped up. And even before Brad went down, Russell was starting to cement himself as one of the best players in the league again. And he's just one player of the month, and we'll talk about that a little later. He averaged 26, 16, and 14, and the Wizards had a plus 500 record uh, last month as a result of Russell Westbrook. So without his turnaround, without his health, the Wizards wouldn't be where they are today. But, Anthony, speaking of health, we got to get into Bradley Beal here, the fact that he played injured on Sunday and what that could mean for the play-in. But before we do that... Anthony, I got to tell you about rockauto.com. What did I tell you about my boy, Harold? My boy, Harold, is my Honda, and I care for him deeply. And whenever something goes wrong with Harold, 
at go to rockauto.com. Listeners, I know you have your own heralds out there. Don't break the bank when you care for them. Get the same parts by the same professionals and do it yourself. Or go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on into how did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. It's all the parts you'll ever need on rockauto.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Anthony, on Sunday night, Bradley Beal did it. He was hobbling. I was watching the game. It was scary. He couldn't really defend. He was shifting around. He was clearly frustrated with himself. He struggled all game long. Then on Monday, he said that it was a hard-headed decision to play when I probably shouldn't have, but we made the best of it. And then he said that the medical staff wasn't even 100% with him playing. So, Anthony, let's break this down because this means a lot. What did you think about the fact that he played injured on Sunday and that he might play injured again on Tuesday? Well, Ben, you know, he's – this is his team, like you said. You, you brought up in um, obviously past shows. Everyone knows it. Bradley Beal he had to make this decision to secure this the spot that they are now in. They 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 made this decision to win. Obviously, that game against Charlotte to secure the eighth spot, and Ben they did it. But before we, I really don't want to go in any further. You have covered Bradley Beal his entire career. Um, you know, you you have um, you, you've been really close to this team. I want to get your your thoughts on um, on their decision to let him letting him play. I, I, I just want to throw it back to you. I, I'll go off on this, man. Like like you know, we saw how upset he was. He lo- was literally screaming on the sidelines. And and I just I I, I, I want to get your reaction. Everyone out there wants to get your reaction. So so please please let's uh let's just really talk about how serious this is um, in, in terms of the Wizards letting him play before a playoff situation when they obviously were, they, they clinched a play-in spot in the tournament, no, no matter where it was in the play-in. Yeah, for me, it's like, if you're the Wizards, what more do you need? I mean, you had John Wall for 10 years. The guy played hobbled for most of his career in Washington, played through bone spurs, ended up getting various surgeries that probably could have been avoided. And at the end of his career in Washington, he basically admitted that, you know, I played through pain when I shouldn't have. One of the worst things and parts of my decisions of my career in Washington was the fact that I played through pain. And then you have Russell Westbrook, as we talked about. He was horrendous at the beginning of the year. Guy couldn't dunk a basketball. This is Russell Westbrook we're talking about, and he couldn't drive to the basket. He was turning the ball over every single time he touched it. He didn't look like himself. And then months later, we learned that he played through a torn quad. There's nobody on the face of the planet that can convince me that Russell Westbrook should have been playing basketball when he did. He looked horrible. He was not playing good basketball. He didn't make the all-star team in the Eastern Conference. This is Russell Westbrook we're talking about, who might make all-NBA. He was hurt. He had no business being on the floor, but the Wizards let him play. 
he clearly shouldn't have played. And then on Sunday, you have Bradley Beal, like you said, clearly frustrated. He admitted that it was a hard-headed decision to play when I probably shouldn't have. He looked hurt. This is how players get hurt. Their careers get altered forever when they play injured. I understand that there's consequences to that game. The fact that they might have not gotten the eighth seed and there's repercussions to that too. But Bradley Beal's career and his future in Washington is a way more important than the Wizards getting seventh or eighth seed. It just simply is. And also, I hate to break it to you, the Wizards could have won that game without Beal. He played bad because he was injured. He didn't look like himself. Russell Westbrook has led this team to victory numerous times over better teams than the Hornets. They could have beaten the Hornets without Bradley Beal. And in fact, it probably would have been easier because Brad was dismissing shots that he normally would have made. He couldn't defend because he could barely run. To me, it made no sense why he played. The fact that he admitted that the medical staff wasn't 100% with him playing. If you're not 100% with your star player, who you anticipate paying mega millions of dollars and wanting them to stick around forever, why would you play him in a game? that he probably shouldn't have played, as he said. To me, it makes no sense. And if he's playing injured on Monday, or on Tuesday, rather, to me, it's just like, if he's playing injured Tuesday, why didn't he have that time to rest for Tuesday's game? Because Tuesday's game is way more important than Sunday's Right, right, right. Ben, I, I agree 100% with you, and this is what we talked about all the beginning of the season, that, it was not, that Russell Westbrook should not have been playing. Obviously, in the past, John Wall should not have been playing when he, when he was like that. I mean... The repercussions happened. He missed pretty much two years of basketball because of it. Bradley Beal, yes, we're talking about a hamstring injury, but, but hamstring injuries can linger for so long. We've seen it in the past on so many different teams, and, and you're so right about this, Ben. I mean, in terms of how important that game was, just because of what the structure is in the playoff tournament now, sure, it was not that important. It just wasn't in terms of his career, in terms of, of keeping him healthy, especially for the playoff run itself. Your star player playing when they're hurt. I don't know. I mean, flat out, especially not in a must-win situation. My opinion, that was not a must-win situation. Obviously, this is a must-win situation. In terms of staying alive and, and of playoff hopes, it's still, it's still not even a must-win situation, though. But obviously, you want to always take that approach going towards a playoff, you know, I guess, uh, series, now a, a play-in game. So, Ben. This is a must-win situation. This is much more important than the Charlotte game. You're, you're right. And we saw how it affected him. So, I mean, hopefully he got some good, good rehab. He's got a great team. He's got a great trainer. Um, shout out Drew Hanlon. And, yeah, man, hopefully he's going to be good for it. But, again, you're right. He shot really bad, and that was it was so obvious because of it. That's just, I mean, it, had, it, it couldn't have been more clear. He was out there moving just fine. I mean, like, you know, I, with the flow of the team. But, I mean – when he was going to traffic when he was yeah he was like he was clearly dragging his legs yeah i mean you know i mean like any time contact like really happened it's just i mean come on I mean, it's, it's not the, it's not really the easiest thing when you're injured especially when you're you know trying to keep up with the pace of a, you know the nba pace it's yeah and, and brad's like a hyper efficient player this year and he has been like this whole season and, and when he's hurt, it's like, I don't understand what good that does for the team. He scored 25 points on eight for 27 shooting. He went three for 11 from three. He clearly wasn't getting up uh, the shots that he wanted. It's like, what good is that go- doing the team? I think if, if he just rested and, re- and rehabbed his leg and uh, the Wizards said, would have had probably a better shot at beating Hornet, the Hornets than they did with an injured deal, kind of just taking tw- 27 shots in 35 minutes looking injured. I just don't see how the team benefited from him. The scary, the scary part about 
what you just said there is, I mean, you know, how, how is that benefiting the team? I don't want to be sitting here, Ben, I, tomorrow night or, or, or the next day, whenever our, our wonderful listeners are listening and, and you're sitting here saying the same thing because you easily could be. They could easily make some of the, the strangest decisions coming into this, this playing game. I mean, re- really mainly Scott, obviously, rotation-wise, um, how, how he picks and chooses who defends who, especially with a hurt Bradley Beal. Brad has no business defending Jason Tatum. I mean, the most elite defenders in the league have they, – they, they can't defend him. I mean, and, and with all due respect to, to Bradley, Bradley Beal, you are – he is not really even close to being one of the most elite defenders in the league. So, so Ben, I, I just I, – I really don't think that, that – that right there says it all. He, his hamstring is, is really – I mean, he's, he's rehabbing right now. He's still trying to get better. He should be guarding the worst player in Boston. It makes no sense if they throw him at Tatum. It would make I, – I, I feel like Scott would just honestly be sealing his fate right there and then. I mean, you, we, we were in the press conference with – you know, we, we were in the Zoom with, with Ted Leonsis, and he, he had no promises about, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 Scott Brooks staying. He had, he had no promises about, you know, of, um, you know, a, a, 100% a coaching change, but still – he was not saying 100% Scott is here. We need to see how they do. We need to see what happens. And that's exactly what this is. One one bad decision here, Ben, it's one game. 48 minutes. That's all it is, man. And, no and, you gotta, and you got to protect the player from himself. Like, I understand Brad wants to wants to help, and he's going to want to guard Jason Tatum, I'm sure. But, like, as Scott Brooks, I think you got to pull Brad aside and say, look, like, exactly. we can that beat makes, this team. Sense. And you just gotta you gotta do this for us. Like you gotta guard Marcus Smart, and and we'll have Rui on on, on Jason, and you can get your shots, and we can blow this team out. Because look, the Wizards can blow Boston out if they do the right things. Boston right. is playing hurt; they're a shell of themselves. This entire team has struggled all year long. Boston is the underdog here, so if Washington does all the right things, handle the matchups correctly, they can blow this team out. And I'd so- be surprised if if Brad really like tried to force that. In his state, I mean, he he's a logical guy. He's he is level headed. I mean, I, I would be very surprised. I don't think in, in this sort of situation he's going to let his ego get in the way. I, I feel like he knows that him and Russ are just that good. I mean, just on that different level of you know elite veteran, you know, on a you know unlike the veteran scale. I mean, there's no one really there besides Jason Tatum that has the experience right now. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you know, Jalen Brown, but he you know he's his season's over. So I mean, Ken, you know, I mean they have Walker, they have great coaching. Too. Yes, Kemba, Kemba. Shout out uh, Kemba. He also no, has right. been hurt all year long, and and he's been kind of not the best fit for them this year, as most of their players haven't, Anthony. But let's get more into that. Let's talk about the consequences of this game. What it could mean for the Wizards, Scott Brooks, the matchup in general, and how the Wizards are looking at their playoff seeding, depending on how tonight's game goes. Before we do that, we know that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Anthony loves his Yankees, as do I. So we go to bet online and we place our bets there. Get the NBA, NHL, all our UFC and MMA action on bet online. Before the next pitch, head to the website on your laptop or mobile device and check all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKDOWN on bet online. It's our online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And so we got the most important game that the Wizards have had since 2017, as I mentioned earlier. And I understand that this is just going to be a seeding issue for the Wizards here, but there's going to be repercussions. You mentioned that Ted Neonsis didn't really talk about. Um, he really just didn't even talk about Scott Brooks at all. He was asked about Scott Brooks's future, and he was just like, you know, we got a playing game coming up that we're worried about. And I was like, man, because, look, even if he doesn't want to bring Scott back, I would have been like, you know, Scott's been dealing with a lot this year. He's, he's done his best. And look, the Wizards have turned it around and we're proud about their effort. But none of that. You guys just forgot to mention Listen, man, Scott. He's probably, I mean, you know, Ted's probably looking at the, the, the checks he's cutting every week. He's probably looking at the luxury, how close they are <laughs> to the luxury tax. I mean, compared to other teams, man, it is, in terms of being an owner for him, he's in a tough spot. I mean, honestly, I, I can't lie. He, he's he's really dealt with it in a good way, and and, and I gotta give him a lot of credit because not a lot of owner, owners would deal with it in a good way. And yeah, and, and I think you you hit the nail on the head here. I, I think one thing Ted did last uh, or two years ago was you know he gave a, he gave a playoff mandate to Ernie Grunfeld. And, and he, say what you will about about Ted, he's a very loyal guy, and 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 he gave Ernie a playoff mandate. They obviously missed the playoffs, and he said goodbye to Ernie. And there's been reports uh, coming from the athletic and, and other sources that say that Scott Brooks has a similar mandate where they have to make the playoffs. And, and what does that mean? Right. Because let's say they do get the seventh seed, they beat Boston, they would play uh, Brooklyn in the first round. And that matchup is real tough. So Anthony, when we're looking at a matchup perspective, is it the best thing for Washington to beat Boston and end up playing Brooklyn or do you think it's better for them to slip to eight and play the 76ers? That's just the thing, Ben. It's so hard to, to judge any sort of playoff series on the regular season. And what we saw in the regular season matching up against the Brooklyn Nets, one absolute mayhem at the end of games, right? Just really just some unbelievable endings. But two, they did match up well with them. Ben, it, this really just goes a lot along with, how, I mean, how Brooklyn is re- really. I mean, they are poor. They are a poor team to, like defensively. They right. I mean, like this. This. This is not any news to anyone. They're not the best. I mean, when when it comes to elite teams, they are a contender. Obviously, they are probably one of the most clear cut contenders. But again, as far as great defensive team goes, you know, they they aren't at the top of the list. So I think that's why the Wizards are right there with them because they're such. I mean, the Wizards are that good of a of an offensive team. I still think they average like one of the highest uh, points per games in, uh, in the league. The, the Wizards do, and that's I mean as simple as that. But Ben, to ever really measure them up, you know, inside a seven game series against the Brooklyn Nets, that's they'll, they'll eat them alive. At there's they have no chance whatsoever, and that's no slight to Russ, Brad, any of these guys to Brooklyn Nets for. You know, I mean, it's the Brooklyn Nets. They have, I mean, I know that doesn't mean much what I'm saying, but again, who they have? Kevin Durant, obviously Kyrie Irving. They acquired Jason, you know, um, James Harden. That's all you got to say, right? There's we not have- much else you want to really say. And then again, yeah, 
So, Ben, what you're asking right now is, you know, would you want them to beat the 17 to play the, the, the Brooklyn Nets? No. I, I would rather have them have, you know, um, have them slip to eight to play the 76ers. They probably would have any uh, – they, they would. I mean, the Sixers are just not as good as, as the Nets. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't think it's even close, to tell you the truth, um, in terms of teams in the East. I just it, – it's – the Sixers – they're a fine. They're a great team. That that's they're, that's fine. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks. They're a great team. So are the Knicks. You know, so so are a lot of teams. But the Brooklyn Nets, they just they're they're on a different level. And when it when it comes to to a seven game series, what they can to do to teams inside that series is is not what really many teams can do. Probably the Lakers, the maybe maybe the Clippers, maybe. Maybe the Suns will surprise us, but again, a healthy Lakers team. I I mean, guys, but yes, Ben. Yeah, I don't want to say that they want to go up against the Nets. No, no way. They're full strength again. I mean, I don't care that they were in every game when they played them this year. Take your chances at the Sixers, for sure. But again, you don't want to lose on purpose, right? I mean, like, who does that? What you know? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you're right. Because, come on, the world would love a playoff series. KD, Russell Westbrook, come on. Yeah, and, and look, Come man, on. I mean, I'll bring the optimism the here a bit more. Man. I'll bring a little bit more optimism here. I obviously don't think they, they beat Brooklyn, but I think there are some key matchups here, especially in the front court, that the Wizards – dude, we mentioned the fact that it was pure chaos at the end, but they had to stay in those games for the, to, to get to the chaos – Rui and Russ killed them. I mean, they, their connection there really like dominated inside. Now you get Gafford in there. Ath- ath- like the athleticism the Wizards can present in their front court, I think, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets sure, can They've match. matched up well all year just because, I mean, Brooklyn depleted their entire front court when you look at it. Their tallest guy on their team is Kevin Durant, no? Yeah, and he's probably their best defender too, and and that's. Oh fine. wait, no, they got they got DJ right. Right, but he doesn't really play anymore. He's kind of he's kind of just a, a play some gap minutes there. But yeah, I mean Daniel Gafford and Rui, I think would would really have a chance to to dominate. There's some playoffs are about matchups. I, I don't right. think right. I don't think right. the Nets would just like destroy Washington. I think they could push them to like a a tough five or six, and and for the Wizards. Right. To, to maybe push a, a, a possible champion to five or six oh games after after being 15 games below 500 you if take they, that to the wizards if they brought if they if they get the seven seed if they bring the Brooklyn Nets to seven or to, to six games Scott's getting extended they're gonna try and they're, they're going to wow. try and bring Russ and, and and Brad back absolutely are you kidding me that is a huge huge victory if they if they're able I mean dude we're talking about remember when that that uh I mean remember I'm talking like this was 10 years ago 2019 when the eight seed LA Clippers went six games with the Warriors Lou Williams Pat Bav Montrez Harrell that I mean like led by Lou will off the bench mind you that that was such an odd, that was so, so great to watch. And, and yeah, I mean, like that was, of course you take that if, you, if you're then like that, that is such a win to your season that, I mean, obviously you don't win the series, but in terms of how far you push a contender, the Washington Wizards, I mean, come on. I mean, they, they I mean, no one had faith in them all season, including us for, for the majority part of the season, Ben. So if they, they pushed the Nets to six games, that's, I mean, in, in terms of in terms of a successful season, for, for 
after the playoff or after the uh, the All Star break, maybe a couple weeks after the All Star break, if you asked us back then, like if that would have been a success, yes. Uh, right now, yes. Then, if that happens, for sure, they'll probably try and bring the you know the same core back, try to add on some 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 new pieces. Hopefully, with this duo, they can attract another maybe star. Ben, if yes, of course, if they if they bring that the the seven seed Brooklyn Nets to a to six games. That is a huge that that that's a huge win because they're, I mean honestly in my mind without a healthy Lakers really posing a threat, this is their this is their league to lose. Obviously the best team in the league, and if anyone has anything else to say about it, and hey you you don't watch hoops. Yeah, man, I I think you're right, but we got a little ahead of ourselves. We just we just went by the Celtics, and we're talking about the Nets over here. And exactly. let's bring it back to Boston. <laughs> Let's bring it back to Boston because that's what our listeners are paying attention to tonight. And that's what the Wizards are paying attention to tonight. We've made season-long predictions before basically every game this year. We're done with the regular season. First of all, let's congratulate us. Inaugural hosts of the 2020-2021 Washington Wizards season of Lockdown Wizards comes to an end. We're in the play-in position now. We've made predictions before every single game. Anthony, our first play-in prediction here. We got Boston at 9 p.m. Eastern time. National TV, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, two of the best. Third national televised game of the year. Yeah, in like a span of a month. In like a span of a month, too. So we got the Wizards and and, and Celtics here, and we broke down the matchups to make predictions here. I'll let you go first. What do you got here? Go and win. Wizards get this win. Wizards get the seven seed. Hello, Brooklyn. How you doing? Wow, we got some tunes here too. All right, yeah, I got I got the Wizards beating Boston here. I think Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook take over in the clutch and they get a double digit win here. It ends the season for for Boston in terms of their uh, hopes for the seventh seed. And I think. Think Brad Stevens gets put on the hot seat a bit there from the Celtics. Come on, this yeah, guy's been riding, guys. Lockdown Wizards listeners, he's still riding this. Brad Stevens, one of the most protective coaches in the league. All right, all right, I like the take. Hey, look, I like look, it. Man. After and, Eastern Conference Finals, after Eastern Conference Finals, getting bounced by the Wizards, not a good look. Listen, as Ben likes to say, that that's a spicy take, man. It's a spicy hey, take. It's a spicy we'll, take. And we'll I also, write it out. I'll write it out. I'm also giving another spicy take. I'm giving Scott Brooks some hope. I'm predicting that Scott Brooks cuts Alex Len out of the rotation, or at least he starts him. But I don't think he plays much. I think Daniel Gafford cracks 20 minutes. I think he has a double-double against Tristan Thompson. And I think Rui Hachimura has a great game, too. I think the Wizards get it done in double digits. Howell Neto, I think, will will, will be a late game-time decision and play and make a difference, too, because they need him against Kemba. Who else is going to guard him? I don't think Hall of Fame Russell Westbrook. Soon, you know, I mean, it's it's not a definite yet, but but Bradley Beal, he's on his way to being a Hall of Fame player. And I don't think that these guys are going to let, obviously, Jason Tatum and his, um, I mean, a very, very depleted roster take this from them, especially from what they have clawed back from before the, the all-star break. And really, I mean, with maybe 30 games, 25 games left, all hope was lost, but 
I don't think they're going to uh, to gamble on this. I think they're going to uh, do whatever they can to to secure a win. Russ is going to go off. He's probably going to put up some ridiculous numbers. He might have 20 assists of some sort, probably like 27, you know, 19 assists and, you know, 14 rebounds, something ridiculous. And then Brad will probably throw up, you know, 45. It's just it's something these guys do when they're that at, at that level when and, and especially in, in in a situation like this, series are much longer and, and it's, it's much harder to do this throughout seven games. But one night, one night, these guys will turn it on. I have complete faith. I think everyone does. Yeah, I mean, look, even Brad Stevens said that this isn't your typical eighth seed. That's what he said uh, on on Monday. Um, Russell Westbrook said he didn't book a vacation, basically saying that. The season is not over. Just the sort of mentality that Russ has brought, right, man. Even, right, even when he struggled right. earlier this season, I really always admired the fact that he was – the players respect the hell out of him. How could you not? Like you said, he's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players of all time. And, and, and the Wizards have really – I think their, their culture has, has kind of coalesced around Russell Westbrook when it matters most. And I think they, they realize that. What's at stake here? And, and, and Scott's coaching for his career in D.C., I think, and, and Brad obviously understands that. There's some legacy sort of things going on the line here as well. So I think the Wizards win. We got some optimism going into this game. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow to break it down all for you. Win or lose, we'll be back again tomorrow. But if you got another 20 minutes to spare, do it with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Anthony, anything else before we let these listeners go? Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, it's been a hell of a season. I, I can't believe it's it's gone this quickly, but it, it's been so much fun this regular season. I cannot wait to dive into the playoffs with you guys, with Ben. Ben, we've had so much fun on lockdown. This has been a, this has been a great season. I don't know about you, but um, but I've, I've, I'm so stoked that it happened. I'm so I'm so happy to still be here, and I can't wait to watch some some playoff hoops, man. We're, this is why we watch. This is why. All of us crazy hoop heads in our crazy little world. This is why we watch, man. And now it is here. The playoffs are here. Short in season, but hey, we got playoff hoops. Hey, Wizards fans, you deserve this, man. I, I think the Wizards have struggled all season long. They, they battled back. They deserve credit. Wizards fans haven't had playoff basketball in quite some time, and it was pretty hopeless there for a long time. The Anthony and I, we started with a lot of optimism, and that died in a week. And it went from talking about Anthony Gill – uh, winning sixth man of the year to wondering who the hell Anthony Gill was. <laughs> Scott Brooks wondering why the hell this guy's on the team to all of us kind of questioning why he hasn't been playing. So it's been a roller coaster ride for Russ, for Brad, for us. We love you and we thank you. The regular season's over and we're in the plan. We'll be back again tomorrow to break down the win or loss. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.